You know who else loves a bargain? Mystique. That's who you sound like right now. <laughs> That's true. Listen, <laughs> she might also baptize any children she has if she saw that. Welcome to Simply Amazing. Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is Lisa, aka the OG Nocturne. Welcome you to another fantastic show with an unbelievable guest that we are super, super excited. But before we get to that guest, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to the co-hostess with the mostess. I love it. Oh my gosh. Every time you come up with a new way to introduce me, and it's great. Um, hi guys, I'm your friendly neighborhood by Lauren, and I'm really excited about this guest because I have the pleasure of having another one of my buddies on um this person i really wanted to come on this episode because he does the coolest youtube channel where he really delves into religion particularly christianity and comic books and uh kurt is one of the biggest characters that's a symbol of religion i would argue in comics particularly in the x-men world um so i thought he would have a lot of great thoughts to share um so my good friend mason from comics and crosses on youtube he is joining us today what's up mason what is up? I am uh, happy to be here. Happy to talk about um, uh, Nightcrawler. Yes, Mr. Kurt Wagner. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Wagner. Kurt Wagner. Have, I, have to give it. Have to give it the German. Have to give it the German. I mean, I just I wanted to pronounce that I was not German. You know, like make it clear that I am nowhere near. The top. I am very Ill, fair. Very fair. Ill-equipped to to comment on his German side, but uh, I will do my best to comment somewhat on his uh, Christian side. Excellent. Perfect. Before we get into the main discussion, uh, can you tell people about your channel real quick and what you do? Because I, I love the tagline you have for your channel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, as I put it, uh, I um, like to talk about the eternal truths behind our modern mythology. My channel is Comics and Crosses. And so... Um, I use comics and the themes and the uh, different stories that are told in comics to talk about uh, biblical and Christian type uh, themes and ideas that come through. And so, um, as I was telling you ladies before we uh, got started here, it's actually more um, universal than it would sound. It kind of sounds like a niche thing, but I find that what I'm trying to do is is talk about just how big and how significant these stories are in comic books, like these characters, these themes, these stories. And 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 I'm making the point that they literally are of biblical proportions um, and, and that there's a reason that people are drawn to them and why, um, you know, follow characters literally over decades. So, um, yeah, so my channel does that. I do what I call Christian perspective reviews. I do one shots on different subjects, interviews with people. But um, yeah, so I, I would encourage you to check it out. Comics and Crosses, you can find me on YouTube or on Instagram or on the Twitters. So uh, whatever you would like. That's awesome. I I think it's great. I think it's, uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand, beforehand and, you know, I was saying that it makes a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of the stories that are told in comics are stories that 
um, are about, you know, morality and about, you know, right and wrong and those decisions, which are a lot of the stories that are told in the Bible. But at the same time, you know, the Bible is also a collection of adventures and adventurer stories, which are also comic stories. So, you know, a very, a classic Bible story is the story of David and Goliath, which is just your classic, that's, that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man is David, of, you know what I mean? Of David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, you know, it's, there are so many, like the apocalypse is in the Bible and that's a classic. How many times has the world ended in comic books? Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it just makes, it does make so much sense to, to go through it with that kind of filter. I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I actually, I have a, a video too about comparisons between Spider-Man and Jesus Christ, as oh. well as Superman and Jesus Christ. Um, so, you know, and I think those are fun. Yeah, because they are, um, all these stories are tapping on some some of those uh, big time themes that have been around for a long time. Yeah. yeah I feel like I was be, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lauren. No, I mean, I think I was going to say what you were about to say, which is at some point, I'm shocked you still haven't done an episode on, on Kurt. Yes. Like, he's he's literally like a beacon of Christianity, specifically Catholicism, obviously, but like he's he's that. Yeah. Uh, are, are you just waiting for like the right moment? Like you got to get all perfect. <laughs> well, no, you know, uh, actually, I talked about Way of X, uh, which was a great series, obviously, um, you know, in, in Kurt trying to find the way or the religion to, which was interesting because, well, he says he wasn't trying to form mutant religion, but a way of sort of being and and it was, you know, done in with him obviously be fu- being fully aware of his Catholic faith and of, you know, of that, but kind of uh, trying to mold something to the people that he was uh, a part of, you know, the mutant nation of Krakoa. So um, there are a lot of uh, great things, especially that last issue of Way of X was really cool where he was kind of discovering it, where he actually faced uh, death. Well, spoiler warning, but um, if you haven't read it yet, but probably if you're following this podcast, you have, but he, where he faced death himself, which was the big issue was his, his view of death because of his, you know, uh, Christian background and perspective. And, um, and then, so himself, um, facing it and finding something, uh, pure to stand for and to drive them towards. So anyway, uh, yeah, so there's been some touch certainly on, on Kurt, uh, as he's a, a really neat character in comics, him, uh, Matt Murdock, you know, um, having, uh, both having faith and, um, and I will. I will do more uh, in the future. I think um, – I hope he's getting – is he getting his own team now with this new uh, – He is, yes. Yeah, Legion of X is the book that he's leading that's coming out Sweet. next. Sweet. Okay, is, and I hopefully Cy Spurrier is doing it because that Way of X was really cool. To my I mean, knowledge, X- yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cy is still Spurrier. attached to the title to my knowledge. Well, there you go. There's going to be a lot of great Kurt content coming forward on my channel for sure. All right, we look forward to it. We can't wait. We're gonna hold you to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We're. I'm waiting for coverage of Legion of X. Um, if you need somebody to come talk about with you, let us know. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, you heard it um, here first, folks. So, what are uh, out of the Kurt stories? You just talked about Wave X a bit, and and we can go more into that if you if you like as well, because I I also had a lot of thoughts about that. You and I have talked about that privately, Mason, but. What are some other Kurt stories, if you can think of any, that really stick with you in terms of uh, defining him as a character that has faith and things like that? Yeah, well, I know that, um, you know, 
in the comics, I forget the storyline, but they, um, you know, had him uh, kind of becoming like a priest and, and, you know, to where now his current state is kind of, he's viewed as almost like, you know, priest Kurt or, you know, father Kurt or whatever, in a kind of in a side (laughs) sort of way. But um, the story story wasn't super popular, I think. And, and uh, and that sort of thing. But actually I think um, I've always been a big movie guy. And so seeing him in X2, like when he was brought to like the big screen uh, was cool. And they definitely made um, represented his faith, you know, in, in a way there, in a way that um, I think uh, seemed, seems kind of right. in in that, in that, um, you know, Catholics will tell you they carry a lot of guilt. Uh, It's kind of, there's Catholic guilt is like a normal, uh, just sort of way of being. Um, And there's (laughs) reasons for that. I don't know how deep I want to get into it, but I, I, and I will (laughs) put out there that um, I myself am not Catholic. So um, a lot of people think, um, a lot of people think that Catholic and Christian are actually are two opposite things, but they're not. Um, Catholicism was just the first form of Christianity until there was the split uh, Protestant Reformation, a little bit of history. And so basically, if you're a Christian, but you're not um, Catholic, you're a Protestant. So like everything else is, you know, in protest to the Catholic Church. So um <laughs> So I will put that disclaimer out that I am not a practicing Catholic. However, I know that some of the characteristics um, unique to Catholics are um, a constant sense of uh, penance because they have those confessionals you see in movies. There's a regular practice. And, um, you know, I would say wherever you land on religion, a lot of people, um, you know, are not favorable towards it. Um, but I would encourage anyone who's maybe, um, trying to get to know somebody who is religious or trying to, um, tolerate them or, (laughs) or trying to have a relationship with them is consider that a lot of these things, you know, are rooted in something good, even if they've become a little distilled or distorted or flat out bad over the years. Um, the idea of, of coming regularly and making, uh, you know, an account of your wrongs is meant to be a healthy thing is meant to be a not staying in the wrong very long. And so uh, you really see this in Catholicism where they have their confessionals and they have. And so Kurt in, in that movie, you know, was, it was great because he, in that they, there, they said his tattoos were like a representation of every sin that he's had and he's had many, you know? And so, um, I think that um, religion was kind of the encasing that his sort of guilt came in. But we do see that a lot with antiheroes where they carry this kind of like, I don't really deserve to be the hero. I'm doing what I should because I have to. This is kind of me paying the world back. Um, You know, we see that kind of attitude and there's a little bit of that, but still um, he was still positive. He was still hopeful. And uh, so anyways, that was a, a, a like kind of a major, that was probably the, first big like nightcrawler thing before I really got heavy into comics that I saw and like kind of was like, wow, this is who this character is. And he's really uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, like if you think about it, um, when was, uh, you know, in like a comic book movie, a movie based on a comic book before that, like a crucifix was used in blade for vampires, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, you know, and then it nightcrawlers praying with one and you know, you don't see that in, in comic book movies. So it was definitely, different it was interesting and I, I think it's you know when you talk about um you know yeah a lot of people do have a bad taste in their mouth about religion for a lot of different reasons um and you talk about like like good representations of religion and 
I personally am very conflicted about Nightcrawler in X2 because I feel like the whole, so I was raised in a Catholic family. Um, we weren't like uh, super practicing, like my, on my father's side, my grandmother was, was more um, uh, practicing. Like when we would stay with her, it was like every Sunday we'd have to go to church because we knew we were same grandma. Um, Were you Irish or... I'm sorry. Were you Irish? Is it? Uh, uh, no, Italian, 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 okay, Italian German, <laughs> Italian, German, Cuban, a little bit of Irish. Actually, yes, a little bit of Irish. I'm, I'm one of your, I'm one of your classic uh, American mutts. I got a little bit of everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but as far as the whole guilt thing, and I, I just don't like that, that, that self um, harm part of it. I don't like that mm, because. Mm-hmm. In in my experience, like in my experience growing up, again in a in a Catholic family, like that's never been a part of anything I've ever learned in going to Sunday school. In being like, I had my communion, I was confirmed, I did all the steps, I, and like never once were they like, by the way, uh, you should you should draw in your skin or you should self-flagellate or nothing. Like so, for me, it was like that's very like and. Again, it's it's definitely a decision that was made because they needed to do something about his skin because there were there were decisions they ha- they had to make. I get it, but at the same time, I just I don't like it. That's my opinion. Did they? Uh, did they? S- I don't recall in the film him saying that the church told him to do that. Did the church tell him to do that? Did I miss that? Or did he choose to do it to no. himself? Because that's a whole difference. Is because you mentioned Lisa, you know, like uh. Like how you're like, yeah, you know, the idea that, you know, self-harm in, in terms of, you know, you know, repentance or whatever with Catholicism. Well, it, to me, I remember seeing and hearing that as Kurt choosing to do that because that's his choice and how he's representing his faith. It wasn't something that the church told him to do. But I might be wrong. Yeah, I think it it was very minimally explained in the movie, but other than like one line to maybe say they, you know, I have one for each sin and 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 I have many. Like I think it's something along the lines of what he said. So it it was, you know, and it's kind of like some things in movies when they're translated from comic books, um, you know, like oh, the Joker is or is not perma white, you know, and, and like there's these different things that, you know, kind of are are either do get translated or they're made a side joke or, you know, so sometimes I think they were trying to make him look cool with all the, you know, kind of look of the comics, but didn't really know what to say about it. You know, so that kind of added. That. I, I have, I have, I think it was part who they were trying to make him look cool part. He's furry and they just couldn't do the fur because it's, you know, they couldn't do it. And, um, and also I think now this is, this is completely unconfirmed, but I'm going to just go ahead and say this. I think at the time the makeup technology wasn't there and doing flat blue makeup um, just, it just didn't look real enough. And so they needed to give texture. That's why Mystique has scales too. Like Uh you notice all the characters that had weird skin tones had some kind of weird thing too. They weren't, it wasn't just like flat. So, um, so I think that it had to do with like what they were able to do with the makeup and they needed something um, it's just a shame that it's stuck. And God, please, MCU, please, please get rid of it. Go, done. <laughs> We're about to get a barrage of more blue mutants. No, I, I, maybe it's a Fox <laughs> Searchlight thing. I don't know, but uh, he's at least he was supposed to be blue. At least you know. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that is that the part that Kurt left out in the Law of Krakoa? Make more quote blue mutants like. 
Come on, oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny, by the way, to make more mutants. <laughs> well, and, and and I'm actually interested to hear your perspective on that. Do you have any thoughts on that in terms of why Kurt as a character would, number one, really say, hey, guys, this needs to be an entire law out. Three laws, only three for their kind as of right now. One of them has to be you need to reproduce. Why do you... Why why is that so important to him as a character, do you think? And two, do you think that makes sense for his character? Um, the only thing I so I I think as I think about it and why that would why it would make sense, like why would he say this? Is the, the only what I think of is that he was standing there at the Council of Krakoa, the the silent council or whatever, um, and he and they had just formed this new world, this new uh, the paradise, basically. The whole idea that, you know, Hickman was doing throughout this was just like paradise. They've made heaven on earth um, or have they? And, you know, we're seeing an inferno and stuff, you know. So um, I think it's kind of that moment of standing there and all creation is made. I think he's picturing like where God has put Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, in the Bible and basically is saying like to them, be fruitful and multiply, like go out and subdue the earth, like have dominion. And so I think it was kind of just like this picture, like it took him to that moment in his mind of like creation. And, and he said, well, this is the first thing, right? So yeah, uh, be fruitful and multiply, like make some more mutants. Um, and also then you, you, he has the whole, you know, after uh, Wanda, what she had done and the 198 mutants. And so um, they're, you know, probably trying to come back from that. I agree with everything you're saying. It's so funny because as you were speaking, I was Googling because I don't I don't know that much about the Bible, but I was like, is that from Genesis, the be, uh, the be fruitful and multiply? Um, and is that like, mm-hmm. was that in the, the um, uh, you know, uh, during the, um, in the Garden of Eden? Um, because that makes perfect sense. Yeah, they just, cre- they basically created the Garden of Eden. And now it's about, you know, going out and multiplying. Um, and I agree too, uh, you know, a lot of what the Krakoa era has been and has become has been like the antithesis of the decimation. So Mm -hmm. the the decimation was taken away. And so then the Krakoa era has to be adding, has to be making more mutants to make up for those that we lost. So, you know, and it's not, and again, it's the decimation isn't just when they lost all these mutants. You have, you can't forget about when they lost all those mutants in Genosha as well. So it's like, they just Mm -hmm. were hit after hit after hit. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's time. Like it's time. Like you know, take back yeah. the world, X Men. I think, and you know, um, looking at like the state of X Men right now, and just where Nightcrawler finds himself, I think it was great that they showed him kind of being unsettled throughout the situation because um, just the whole idea of of like mankind even though it's mutant kind so you know and and they've done this with the mutants a lot is have them represent things that are going on in society and culture and so but the idea for a christian of man rising himself up to 
the level of God basically is always a bad one. You know, there's, we know the term pride comes before the fall, but the real root of that is understanding that the idea that Satan, Lucifer himself tried to rise up. He was an angel in heaven and tried to rise up and make himself like God wanted to sort of subdue God and was cast down for it. So, um, and then, that's where Jesus is a picture of the antithesis. He made himself lowly, came down, was God, but became like a man. And because of that was exalted up as, you know, as king. So, um, so in Krakoa, it, so it's been cool to see um, Kurt, you know, res, like hesitant, reserved, uncertain about the the practices of this paradise, you know, the things that are happening, um, you know, number one, because, uh, the mutants trying to make themselves essentially like God. This is something I've talked about on my channel is should they do it, you know, should they be resurrecting people? And he has a problem with it because, you know, he believes in, in afterlife. He believes in uh, a judgment, you know, and here they are, you know, mutant kids getting blown away for fun so they can come back and say they did it. You know, it's uh, so it, I thought it was, it, I was really glad and that they started touching on it and then, that they gave way of X when that story came out, it felt like they were finally addressing some of the real curious questions that we should have been asking from the beginning with the Krakoa era, you know? So it's cool that Kurt, because, because he had a perspective, I think it's not necessarily that he had to be Christian. If he would have been somebody else with a very distinct worldview, you know, we could have done it, but it was great, you know, uh, for me to see that, you know, because um, these things that are happening had to be clashing with, some sort of perspectives of the meaning of life, the significance of life in particular, and then, you yeah. know, the other stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, you're just like latching on to so many amazing things. And I will say that one thing that you, you know, you really, um, you, you pointed out beautifully was like Kurt's uncertainty in way of X. And I want to, I want to kind of move it in a different direction though, because, um, talking about um, the uncertainty, because I think a lot of his uncertainty had to do with reconciling his religious faith with the actual logic of, of what, what was happening. And it's, it's something I think that a lot of people who are very strong in their religious faith have to do with, you know, with science and when science tells them that maybe what they have faith in is, is a little bit different. Right. So, um, and that's what I saw in the beginning where it's like, he's saying things like, don't do that. And everybody's like, well, why? Like, you know, what do you mean? Don't die. Like what, what difference does it make? And he's like, and he's trying to, and, and in his mind, he's like, I know this is wrong. And, but I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't justify it to them because they're right. We can just resurrect ourselves. There's there, life is meaningless, but at, but, but at the same time, he's like, but I know that that that's not right. I know that there is meaning. I know that there is value. I, he just had to find it. It was that like moment of shaken faith um, that he had, but it was just a matter of him trying to to reconcile the two together. It, and and, and I, again, it's I, I want to bring it back to that idea of of science and and religion, where science and religion are are not mutually exclusive. And I think that too many people think they are, and they can't yeah. exist together. And I think that this is a great metaphor for that, where like Kurt doesn't come out of this saying, well, um, because things are different and I've learned something new, well, I'm no longer a Catholic and I no longer believe that anymore. And he also doesn't come at it saying, well, I, I'm Catholic and I've always believed it this way. And therefore 
I, I, you know, whatever's happening is wrong and I'm not even going to entertain it. You know, like he, he, he evolves with it. He stays strong in his faith, but he still evolves with it and he keeps an open mind and he, you know, he learns. And I thought that was a brilliant part of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that we got the opportunity to see it in Kurt and that the, um, you know, that the themes being touched on in relation to Christianity or faith at all were not, uh, you know, (laughs) because the thing about, um, you know, I think every group has their certain little stereotypes and ways that they're going to be represented 99.9% of the time. So, to see uh, faith touched on in a way other than hypocrisy in, you know, in a medium it is wonderful. Like, because I, the idea of somebody's faith being challenged is so rich in idea, like, cause it's, cause it happens to everybody, whether you're religious or not, like you're going to get into situations where you're like, uh, just the way that you see the world is going to clash. And like you said, you know, it's like, oh, I know this is wrong, but I'm being presented with something that is. Oh my God. When I found out the Real Housewives are not all actually millionaires, I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" <laughs> I oh, t- I'm no, sorry. I, really I don't. I don't, well, don't want to shake your world too. <laughs> oh god! I don't know. I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> no, no, exactly. We're gonna have to pause this. Come back, guys. Come back in 10, 15. No, I don't. I don't care. But I did not know that. now you've like you've probably forgotten something super important because now you have that that piece of information in your brain like you've forgotten your pin number for an account (laughs) (laughs) it's taken one of the top seven spots no and 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 i agree with both what you said and i'm one of those people that i wasn't raised religious um and and you know for me i don't mind that because my mother grew up methodist and she uh, did not like organized church, meaning mm-hmm. she still has her faith in God. She still is has her faith, but she doesn't like going to church because so many uh, terrible people were at the church she was at, and there are so many bad things that happen in churches. You know all the you know all the stuff. Um, so she didn't like that. And then my dad's a hardcore atheist, so they mm-hmm. pretty much just raised me with good morals and do what you can, do the best you can, and stuff. And so for me, I didn't grow up like worshiping anything or anyone in that way. So for me, it's harder to sometimes with Kurt, it frustrates me that he's such a religious character, meaning that people, when they think of Kurt, they go, Oh, he's the Catholic one, right? Oh, he, he's super religious. All he does is he prays that he wants everybody to be the best. He's always perfect. That bothers me because I don't want, I, I love that Kurt's religion is a part of him and that's so important to him, but I don't want it to be his defining factor. And so for me, I, I have conflict with that in his characterization because on the one hand, I see how important he has to people like you, Mason, and so many others where his Catholicism, his Christianity, his religion, it means so much that he is written the way he is in that aspect. But on the other hand, I'm like, I don't want him to just be known for that. I want him to be more yeah. of that. And so we talked about the X2 thing earlier. For me, that 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 representation bothered me a lot of the time. And even now it does to an extent because that representation really put to general audiences, even outside the comics. By the way, he's just super religious, culty kind of guy. And I'm like, no. Um, yeah, so it's super well, refreshing to hear your perspective, you know, um, and that he is more of that middle character. He's more balanced than both. 
Yeah, and he, you know, and even, I mean, I think that, I know in X2, like, that he has that moment with Storm, you know, where um, she's just being all, has hatred towards, you know, humankind and is kind of voicing her frustrations and, and you know, um, and, uh, you know, he says, like, how can someone so beautiful be full of so much anger, you know, and she says, like, anger sometimes is the only thing that can save you or help you survive or something, and he says, so can faith. You know, and um, and so that was cool because, you know, he was he was communicating to her hope and then the necessity for hope. And I think the like the big thing with, you know, I think I think Christianity, uh, I'll just speak for Christianity since that's kind of what I do. But um, just specifically, you know, um, gets um, kind of associated with um, with so many issues or particular kind of uh, controversial ideas that maybe stem out of um, out of teachings in the Bible or whatever it may be or, or the way that people practice it um, but at its at its heart I think the main thing that most people miss is that and you see it in Nightcrawler in in these stories and especially in the way he's being challenged in the Krakoan era is that Christianity is saying that each life is valuable that 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 every person is has a creator and therefore has significance like is here on purpose right it's not just a whatever it's not just like a, a, a result of, of a lot of evolution or whatever or maybe they still are they're not mutually exclusive but it's saying that there's value there and so i think that's the big that's the big thing that it's it's that he's getting challenged now and you're getting to see how that bounces off of different scenarios like um, you know, with people dying and resurrecting over, over and over again, he had a real hard time with that because life is valuable to him. Each life is valuable to him. So, um, I forget why I started on this, on this road, but that is something uh, to be aware of and just looking at how, you know, that is driving him and, and how these different situations bounce off of that well ingrained perspective. I think you should become a comics pastor because everything you said there was beautiful. And I was like, so I just need you to go around and like come around on Sundays and like talk about these great comics and then just remind us we're all valuable, like genuinely. Like yeah. that was beautiful. Well, I have, oh, I love it. I have uh, half jokingly called myself the pastor of the panels. Um, but you uh, should keep that up. That's genius. <laughs> that I love great. that. Pastor of the panels. I love well, it. Well, you know, and then, and, you know, just a little in my background, I was on a path where when I was younger, where it looked like I was on a path to, to ministry where I would have been a pastor or something like that. But, um, you know, just, it didn't, it didn't materialize, didn't work out that way because of some, uh, you know, unfortunately human and hurtful things happening inside of a church and, uh, mental health issues of myself, you know, and, um, and so in a way I kind of, you know, this, my YouTube channel was kind of birthed out of COVID and just being at home and thinking, oh, I'm going to start working on my office and oh, I'm going to start reaching out to people and just talking on YouTube, you know? And, um, and it's almost been like a second chance for me, you know, to, um, uh, uh kind of share what's meaningful to me, my faith and the things that I love and like, um, in a way that's ended up more true to me, true to myself than I probably ever would have been if I, if my life would have continued going the way I thought it was going to go when I was younger. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, I love that you uh, were able to connect so much with your YouTube channel because um, you said that, you know, you had a, a bad experience that 
led to you kind of leaving that path. And so many times, you know, traumatic experiences can make us completely abandon things that we really love. And I like that, you know, that didn't happen here, which is really great. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's like you've created your own like online, like church of comics or something. There's got to be a better name for it. But like, you know, we'll that's kind of what something. it's like. You, you, you could listen. You could you could become like a you could get like a mega church, an online mega church. You could be like the Joel Osteen of comic book. I, I think you should make wow. like I think you should make like a comic Bible of like just like genuine like good morals and respect and, and and all those things like you could totally do that dude and you could totally get people into it like even just one Sunday a month coming on live and you're just like all right guys let's do this like you'd be so good at it. I have I have toyed with the idea of it. I forget. I think I even won on one of my videos announced that I was going to be starting a Sunday morning live stream called like. I don't know the church of the panels or the or oh my or god something oh my god uh, wait call it the six one six club like the seven hundred club ah uh, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I could do that for sure and and uh, but I just um, you know I, I apologize to anyone on here who has seen my YouTube channel or whatever that I have been horribly inconsistent because um, I've just been through a lot of transition during this time where I've been uh, you know doing my channel and I am here in my new. Uh, office right now. I just moved across the country. I'm in a new state. And so I am setting up my um, channel, but I have, you know, some things have become more steady with work and all this and that. And so like, I am planning on regular recording and videos uh, as soon as I get myself together here. Um, and a lot more content hopefully to come out. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> We're, we're excited. He's going to have some amazing stuff. We know it. And I'm just going to say this. Uh, that's amazing. You're going to apologize for all that. I'm going to say this. You, no apology necessary. Listen, people, there's a <laughs> pandemic happening. He moved across the country and he's got a job. <laughs> Be patient. Yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? I just, what, what I just want to <laughs> like, I just want to if, if, if you guys want to pay him to do this, then, you know, pay him. But right, there you go. Then you will get timely videos. But until then, exactly. you, you got to wait. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And then I'll start getting, uh, start getting hate, uh, videos. It's funny. Any like pastor who's like on YouTube or anything, there will inevitably be like a, why this person is a heretic and like, or like, oh, you know, wow. those videos about how much money Joel Osteen has and like, you know, <laughs> watch, it'll be like that. There'll be videos of why I'm like, a. Uh, money grubbing, like indulging. Nah, it's okay. Lisa, Lisa will be your publicist, as you can tell. She just no, shoot out everybody. I'll, she I'll be you. your publicist because you'll know I'll be your publicist because I'll make sure you get those videos because that's not how you know you made it. You know you made it. You know you made it when they're coming after you. Like yeah, all publicity is good publicity. You'll make, baby. you'll make money off the haters. Like it's, it's listen, all approval, publicity is good really. publicity. Yes. <laughs> I'll yeah. be your secretary. I it'll be like um what is that? The the key and peel sketch where it's like Obama's anger translator. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'll be Obama yes. and I'll just be your, you know, your secretary, you know, trying to help you word it properly. And you're I'll be like, Yeah, that sounds good. And then she's gonna be the one being like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, you don't want me talking for you. Oh jeez. <laughs> if I can be the Obama of anything, I will have won. You can. You, yes, you can. That's what he would say. Yes, you can. Si se puede. Let's, let's put it this way. It's better that you be the Obama of, of something than the nightcrawler of something because Kurt has failed and at way more things than Obama has. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. That's the, the you could. I would like to see this TED talk. Actually, somebody present every instance. Let's come. <laughs> I feel I, like there's more gray areas than we're thinking of there. I I do not have the patience for that. I mean, someone will make it. I'm sure. But I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, um, like he, an entire evil Catholic church put all their eggs in his basket and we're like this guy this guy right here we're gonna we're gonna make him the fake pope and then we're going to uh, reveal him as the fake pope to the world and show them that the catholic catholicism is a, is a sham and and like throw the whole world into peril by destroying the catholic church by showing that this demon is the pope right mm. and they were like they they and clearly before you do a scheme like this, you would have done research, right? <laughs> well, they decided they could not make him Pope because Kurt could not keep his dick in his pants. So <laughs> basically, he just he just could not keep his carnal desires under wraps. And so they were like, well, I mean... Make more money. Guys, we can't <laughs> And He was like, starting early. <laughs> and what the, my favorite part of the whole story, though, is like the, the end goal is to like the, the, the dissolution of the Catholic Church and like to destroy the world, basically to destroy everything. And they're like, but we can't, but we, but we, but we just can't make this blue guy who fucks Pope, though. Like, <laughs> like, that's where they draw the line. That's where they draw the line. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh mason's like i did not know what i was getting into uh i feel no, like i, I feel mean, like this is like i feel like we're kids that like just told our pastor like something that happened like and like high school or college and pastor's like i knew i was gonna have to hear it and and i'm trying to act like it's okay but like mm. no no Ma- Ma- mason's acting like the last priest i went to a confession to and that's <laughs> i can't go back to that church <laughs> yeah he was like this is a bit much. Uh, <laughs> you want to come back on Tuesdays or Thursdays? I don't work on those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, he's like, I just had the guys from Death Row here, and I was yeah. good with that. And like, bitch, I, you're too much for me. Like, you got to come back later. I can't. <laughs> a white woman with a rainbow shirt on. Too much. <laughs> too much. You're um, too much for me, bitch. But it in somewhere in there, you reminded me of actually something I had, I had wanted to talk about uh, with Kurt was. Uh, something that's very obvious and kind of the first thing you notice about him, which is that he looks like a demon, mm-hmm. although he is a, you know, this Catholic character, we've been talking about his religion and stuff. And so um, I thought, I thought that was really, that that's a really cool aspect to him. I mean, as you, you're actually getting to know the character, I mean, he has this kind of demon out of hell look. I mean, red would have made it really, you know, really obviously yeah. blue, but, um, and, um, and I just was thinking about, you know, from his perspective, you know, again, that kind of Catholic guilt idea, a lot of times, you know, I, I would think that from for him, he might even feel like I have done something to deserve this, or there's a reason that I'm stricken this way, um, you know, but um, I mean, now his character seems very at home with himself and, and kind of knowing who he is, uh, but um it just, it just, it is, it is cool. It's kind of interesting. I love when things are juxtaposed um, and kind of the purity of his, um, you know, his heart or his mission as he sees it internally, you know, versus looking like this demon, this monster, this, you know, kind of uh, devilish looking guy um, is, 
it is kind of cool, you know, and it, I think, um, I think plays well with, with Christian ideas, with, with themes that we see in the Bible of even people, uh, being, um, converted like, like Paul, the apostle who were sort of least likely kind of candidates. Um, and then also with, uh, mutant themes that we see in X-Men, you know, historically just with, um, you know, people being outsiders being uh being feared these mutants being feared and being looked at as as the worst kind of you know kind of things but doing good and and still um still working to you know to save people to to do right by people to do right by mankind which is one thing that um so a side note off of that actually is is um uh i did a a a a video with a good friend of mine, uh, David uh, Canham, who um, writes these very scholarly articles about X-Men and their biblical parallels. So he's kind of like the um, smart version of me. Like the, <laughs> he's like, his articles are great. I'm like, wow, this guy really is like well-read and, and well thought out here. In these. If there's a smart version of you, I don't want to know what I am the version of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's a he's a sharp dude. I mean, a very very. Uh, he's a teacher, you know, and so he writes these great articles. He publishes online, uh, Silkart and whatever you know you can find him. Um, but uh, we were talking about it, and with the Krakoan era um, mutants, like one really interesting thing is that they um, have sort of separated themselves from humanity. I mean, now the X-Men team is starting to get back out there and do stuff, but it was, it has been very weird because it sort of has taken away their humanity because they have separated themselves to paradise, to an island, and that they have, they weren't really trying to save anybody for a while. And it's kind of like, uh, it seemed very bad for their character, for their development as people because they didn't seem to care and were just drifting further and further away from being like heroes, um, so anyway, so that's something also that is going on, you know, right now. And I think is, is, uh, is that Kurt is in the middle of. Oh yeah, for sure. I want to touch on the juxtaposition that you were talking about um, in the beginning of that, uh, because I think that is, is really the big thing that draws people to him is that um, I don't think there's a character that is, has as successfully been able to really play that as Nightcrawler because um, he he's often been called like the heart of the X-Men, you know, he's often been called like the most human character, even though he's the least human looking. And even when he was first introduced, they did play with these ideas of, um, you know, racism, even within mutants, because like Iceman did not take well to Nightcrawler coming around the first time. Like he was very, it was almost like he, he was a little racist towards Nightcrawler because Nightcrawler was like, physically mutated rather than just uh you know a pretty mutant like the rest of them so um which gave them these opportunities to play with all these different things and you know he was never intended to be catholic from the start it was that in fact you know dave cockrum specifically we've talked about this before but he was he was an atheist and so he really never wanted kurt to have any faith or any kind of um specific religion at all but you know that's once the character is now the intellectual property of Marvel, then it goes on to different writers. And Chris Claremont was going to make him Jewish at one point, but then eventually it ended up Catholic, which again, I, I, I feel like there, there's a story that needs to be told in between, which I know they tried to, and I don't, I don't, I don't take it as Canon because it involves Kurt in cages and as like a freak show. And I don't like that. So, um, 
uh, yeah, but like, because he was raised by a Romani sorceress. Like, where's the Catholic come in? <laughs> you know, like, that's where I'm trying to figure it out. Like, wh- like where's the, I, I, I know there's a story that someone, like, there's a story that came out in like the 2000s where like he runs away and like lives in a church with Father Wagner or Wagner or whatever. I just didn't, I just hated it. So I just won't accept it, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. That's um, I mean, that could be a, that could be an interesting story. I mean, uh, maybe not, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a real boring story. Maybe it's just like he, it just happened one day and, and, uh, but who knows, but uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it, least- it could be as simple as like the only real book they had like for a long time in the in the caravan was the bible and he just loved reading the bible because the bible is i mean it's it's verbose and it's not an easy read but like there's some adventures in there and it, yeah. like some of the like when you actually get into it and you get used to the like the actual reading of it um like it's it's got some crazy shit in there like there's some crazy shit in the bible well he lived i guess if he lived with that uh father or pastor in the church or whatever well you know because there and and i think a lot of times you know when you hear about uh, stories i've heard about families kind of changing their religious affiliation and stuff like that often come down to an act of kindness i have found Mm -hmm. that that literally i know my great grandmother you know was um you know, her whole family was Catholic and everything, but it, it came down to um, the uh, Catholic Church wanted her to pay so much to get the baby baptized or something, her, her child baptized at the time. And there was a, uh, a Christian pastor at a nearby church who would let her come and, and dedicate the baby, you know, her, her, her baby. So, um, and that changed the whole course of, you know, our family, you know, for many generations was that simple thing. Um, and, and to the, to the other direction too, as well, because my grandfather, uh, grew up very poor in Mexico and had a Catholic priest take some food from him, uh, you know, and up until his very last days, he was very, uh, staunchly against Christianity and against, you know, uh, the church, um, because of it. So, uh, it's so there could be a story in there for Kurt, you know, with uh, with an act of kindness, you know, with something that um, makes a big enough impression upon him, especially if he was raised in the circus by some sorceress and, and this and that. And, you know, maybe a father type figure to come in and, and influence him would really kind of, I, I think, account for that. I, I, I like that. And and I was just thinking when, Lisa, you're talking about that 2000 story, don't care for, I was like, well, unfortunately, it kind of makes sense because a lot of these stories about finding your faith often tend to be traumatic or come from something really hard or painful. Uh, but I, I like what you're saying, Mason, and, and I and it's almost like somebody hasn't thought to do that yet or for some reason has chosen not to because that would work perfectly for Kurt. Like, I mean, and that would explain why he's so hopeful all the time still, even though he sees all these terrible things happening. He's had so much terrible happen to him, but he had that one thing, that one act of kindness or those multiple acts of kindness that really made such an impact that he's like, you know what? I'm going to continue to do all those acts of kindness as well throughout the rest of my life, and I'm going to do it through faith. I am just reeling over the fact that it was too, like you're, like the Catholic Church was demanding too much money for baptism. That's crazy. And you know what I believe now? I think what happened was like the local church in Germany was offering, like had a coupon and was like, 
bring in two kids for like bring in two kids for baptizing get one free and margali was like oh i mean i love a deal so <laughs> this one looks like a little blue devil is he still good to go or what yeah she she's like listen she, she's like i got this blue one like uh, you know like can you can you can you do we get will you throw in some like communion wine like on on top of it like help me out here you know and you know like who doesn't love a bargain i love a bargain come on i would i like listen i you, you know you know who else loves a bargain mystique that's who you sound like right now <laughs> that's true listen <laughs> She might also baptize any children she has if she saw that. Listen, if they if 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 a, if a jug of communion wine was involved too, it's like two for one uh, baptized plus you get a jug of communion wine and some wafers. Ho ho, done. Mystique is in. She is done. She is done. I can tell you from experience that the quality of the wafers is generally not enough to sway. Oh no, <laughs> that's what the wine is oh, no. for. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh no, the wine's pretty terrible too. It's all it's all awful. It's, it's none of it's none of it's What's none the of point? it's like, none of it's none of it's that great. Um I will say that all right, so everybody just join me in my corner of uh I'm gonna tell you guys a story of my, my most traumatic uh, church experience ever. Um it's funny though, it's lighthearted, guys, okay? So don't be like, Oh my god, we're about to hear something. I was awful. just say somebody um, like yeah, no, no, it's lighthearted, right it's lighthearted. Now. Yes. Um, so when I was a kid, I like was obsessed with the wafers because I don't know why. I just was convinced they were going to be fucking. I was convinced they were going to be delicious. I don't know why. I was like, oh, they're going to be so good. I can't wait to have them. And like my family made a big deal of it. Like um, I was the oldest grandchild on my father's side. So um, and that was the side that was really religious. So it was like, oh, I can't wait to have the wafer. And so finally, I get I have my communion. And I'm going to have my first wafer, or I'm going to have my wafer. And I decided I'm going to like, I'm so grown up now. And they give you the choice of either put it on the tongue or put it in your hand. And I'm like, I'm going to have them put it in my tongue. And so I stick my tongue out. I'm like, I'm like eight years old. I stick my tongue out and like name of the father. Um, and he puts it on my tongue and I'm like, it falls out of my mouth. It hits the ground. Every, the whole church gasps. And I'm like little eight year old kid standing up there like, crying like oh my god I, I i dropped jesus on the floor <laughs> for those for those listening who, who are not aware um i i believe in in catholicism uh, they believe that during the process of communion the the wine and the wafers literally become it's it's actually jesus blood it, yes and his flesh yeah so so <laughs> i dropped jesus on the floor um and it was one of those things where it's like, and my, and, my, and and it's one of those things where it's like, um, I don't know what they wanted me to do about it because my mother's looking at me and she's like, "Don't you dare pick that up and put that in your mouth. You're out of your goddamn mind." Like, how many people have been walking around this church right now? Like, that's not happening. Number one. And um, I'm trying to remember what I don't even. I think that I think that the priest eventually just gave me one in my hand and was like, "Go." Um, and I ate it, but um, but let me tell you, sweetie, run. Yeah, exactly. Run. He was just like, "You got to get the hell out of here before like the like they're get they're getting antsy and they're looking to, like they're looking to burn somebody at the, the stake." Street. God bless you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to get out of here. So, so anyway, that was the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me in a church. I uh, I dropped Jesus on the floor and um and was almost burned at the stake as a witch. This sounds so, like a movie go. I would love to see because this is hilarious to me because it's somebody who is not religious and is not aware of this at all. So as you're telling this story, the second Lisa, you were like, oh, and then I dropped the wafer. I saw Mason's eyes because we can see each other filming it. I saw his eyes go wide and I'm just sitting here like, 
wait, that's a big deal. And you both are like, <laughs> oh yeah, like she dropped Jesus. And I'm like, it's a wafer. Oh, this is a thing. Got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I dropped yeah. the son of God. The son of God. <laughs> yeah. The son of God. He 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 gave his life for my sins and then his body so that I could drop it on the floor. So there you go. Not the original plan, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he literally, he literally, he was up on that cross and he's like, as he's dying, he's like, uh, Tell Lisa it's okay, guys. That's what he, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's what he said. All right, this we we might be going. We might be getting sacrilegious or sacrilegious. No. <laughs> God, Mason. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> uh, I, I I did. This was fun. I um I I hope that Nightcrawler fans appreciated our conversation. <laughs> and I <laughs> I think they and, will. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I, I, think I didn't expect us things. to break you, Mason, but I think we broke you a little bit. Oh, I, I'm having a good time. I mean, I'm, I'm if there's a, a follow up video, just let me know. I'd be happy to talk anytime. Oh, there's always time to talk about Kurt and religion. That, that please, we'll have you back. <laughs> please, we'll have you back. We uh, we can have you back to talk about Kurt and his father, the devil, and we can talk about when I went to the principal's office for summoning the devil. Um, <laughs> So, that's another right. story. There's more people. There's more, There's to, more come, to come. People. There's more to come. This is this is going to start turning into simply amazing, aka Lisa's therapy. That's what this is going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and free of charge. You guys got to be part of therapy session. Yes, yes. This is this is win 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 win. That's right. Mason, where, <laughs> remind everybody where they can find you. Where where can they find you? Come bother you. Talk to you. Everything. Yeah, please uh, come find me on YouTube. Look up Comics and Crosses. That is my YouTube channel. And uh, also on Instagram at Comics and Crosses. And on Twitter at Comics and Crosses. The letter N because they give you one less character. So what was I supposed to do? Yeah, we, so, yeah, uh, yeah. we, we, didn't, cho- we didn't choose to have one less A in our name on Twitter either. So we get it. <laughs> yeah, we all got to work with what we got. You know, uh, God bless you. So uh, yeah, please come find me and uh, i would love to connect and connect and chat and just share you know what i love and and uh, hear about what you love oh wait wait God, wait you awful. know what we gotta do mason do you use discord at all um i did for a while but i have not been on in a while i used to um chat it up with the comic burrito people uh yeah, yeah, they're fun. Yeah, channel. the Comberia guys. Yeah, yeah. very you know, active. Those guys. We need to get you in the Nightcrawler Discord. That's what you're missing out on. You're missing out on oh, our official okay. Discord. Yes, That's a yes. blast. Yes, it is. It's a lot of fun. We got we we have a good time in there. We do contests. We do parties. Mm-hmm. We do some of the concerts. We do concerts. I love winning stuff. Oh, so <laughs> I, I, my dream is to win something. Like if I could win something every day, it would do a lot for my self-esteem and I would feel great. And uh, I just, well, I just like free stuff, you know? Who, you think, know, you, you are very unique in that. Very few people enjoy free <laughs> right. stuff and like to win things. So you are very Yeah, unique. I know. It's, you know, my mom always told me I'd be special. <laughs> very cute. That's, that's very low house of you. Oh. <laughs> well, though, for uh, for those of you listening, thank you so much again. Uh, we we just love having you here. We love having your ear. Um, it is such a pleasure. Only one? Uh, I, I prefer if you use both earbuds or a set of headphones or... You know, I, listen, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm, I, I'm needy. I like two ears. Okay. Now broadcasting in surround sound. Yeah. Yes. 
I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you how to use your ears. Okay, guys, if you if you are riding a bike and you only have one in, that is totally fine. If you are, I don't care, whatever, whatever you're doing, enjoy it, love it and have a wonderful time with it. Come find us online. We are we have Simply Amazing Pod is our website. We got a blog. We got lots of fun stuff happening there. You can find Mm -hmm. our discord through that. You can find our Twitter, our Instagram uh we have a facebook we got all kinds of stuff and like i said we do contests we do giveaways we do um concerts we do lots of stupid stuff i mean by the time this comes out there's probably like five other things that we've decided to start doing oh we started making these stupid quizzes now on buzzfeed oh my god the most they're so great <laughs> the, the most recent one is like pick your favorite x-man and i'll give you a, a golden girls moment i just love the golden <laughs> girls guys I just give me a break all right so yeah come find us lauren where can they find you uh yeah you can come find me on twitter at friendly mbhdbi um come yell me about kurt and anything else it's it's all good awesome and for those of you out there again oh yeah if you like us please rate and review us wherever you listen to us and of course follow us everywhere on the all the things uh and for those of you out there listening for um that poor sad little girl boy whatever you are out there uh that just dropped jesus on the floor don't worry because you know what in 20 something years 30 something years you're gonna be like a podcast host so whatever it all works out and just don't forget that you are simply amazing (laughs) 